what we're really trying to do is find solutions that are scalable, that are replicable, and that will result in deep equity for other tribal nations and other communities and other marginalized people. This is the Brightline podcast from Brightline Defense. We explore environmental justice issues or EJ issues in the Bay Area and California, highlighting the work of community-based organizations, including our own. My name's Aubrey, and today we're doing another special mini episode where we'll take a look at how one tribe in Northern California is building energy resilience in their community. Well, as people may know, the history of tribal nations in California is long and fairly tragic. This is Jana Ganyan. She's the Director of Sustainability and Government Affairs for the Blue Lake Rancheria. That's a federally recognized Native American tribal government in Northern California. So coming out of period of genocide initially and divestment more recently, the tribal nations at Blue Lake Rancheria in particular really have developed their infrastructure to be self-sufficient. Back in the 1930s, the federal government began a sweeping program to connect rural parts of the country to the growing electrical grid. Electricity means running water on the farm. You can throw the old pump handle away. This pump works all the But Jana notes that federal electrification never really delivered on tribal lands. So, after decades of disconnection, the Blue Lake Rancheria looked to take control and build their own energy infrastructure. The tribe has developed a series of fairly leading-edge energy projects over the last 10 years, and these have primarily been microgrids. A microgrid is essentially a local electric grid that can run independently from the wider national one. And these are powered with solar photovoltaics and using battery storage as the medium to balance things out. In other words... The Blue Lake Rancheria is using solar panels and batteries to make and distribute its own energy. And there are a lot of benefits for the community, including cheaper and more consistent prices for electricity. The tribe also sees microgrids and solid electrical infrastructure as being economy-enabling. Since we built the first microgrid in 2016-2017, we've had over 30 major outages in this region that the microgrids have helped avoid. So the microgrids have kept the power on and the lights on and the services flowing. And in the face of more and more wildfire-induced outages, these microgrids are an important part of the Blue Lake Rancheria's climate change resilience plans. I think the Blue Lake Rancheria really was planning for and responding to those changing conditions early. And as a result, we've been able to build some projects that with our project partners have been really successful in filling that gap and kind of leapfrogging over where we were 100 years ago to where we need to be 100 years from now. Their partners include Humboldt County, Redwood Coast Authority, and the Schatz Energy Research Center at Cal Poly Humboldt. In addition to assisting with microgrid development, the engineering team at Cal Poly Humboldt has also supported educational initiatives for the Blue Lake Rancheria's young people. Creating this amazing ecosystem where we can bring students into the mix in real projects and give them the chance to 
work on feasibility studies, to work on designs, and and really get their hands dirty <laughs> in the field, really working toward that goal of providing a place where younger people and people who are actually maybe even transitioning careers can go and study this kind of climate smart infrastructure. Local solar power generation is really changing the game in the Blue Lake Rancheria. But Jana sees a lot of opportunities for more diversified renewable energy, like connecting with the offshore wind development in Humboldt that we discussed in one of our previous episodes. This could help support economic growth and climate resilience at the same time. Because we are onboarding some potential big energy use, new businesses and industry to this region, and because of that, we're going to need more power. We can find the increased power we need through a combination, potentially, of upgraded transmission lines, distributed battery storage, more solar, and then the new wind farms off the coast. It's going to be interesting to see how all of this comes together in its various puzzle pieces. For Jana, working with others to put those puzzle pieces together is well worth the effort. What we're really trying to do is find solutions that are scalable, that are replicable, and that will result in deep equity for other tribal nations and other communities and other marginalized people that need these things, especially as the climate crisis is upon us. It's been the honor of a lifetime to be able to work with brilliant people to move the relationships between tribal, state, and federal entities forward out of a period of unimaginable trauma to a period of really, hopefully, perpetual partnership. This episode was written and produced by me, Aubrey Calloway, and our assistant producer, Will Entwistle. Original music by Maya Glucksman. Thank you to Edion, Sarah Shu, Cecilia Mejia, and to Jana Ganyan for sharing her story. This podcast is funded by the Environmental Justice Small Grants from the California EPA. For more information about Brightline, you can visit our website at brightlinedefense.org or on social media at Brightline Defense. You can also find a transcript of this episode on our Medium blog. Don't forget to give us a follow and leave a review if you enjoyed the show. And stay tuned for more from us wherever you get your podcasts. Take care.